You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for in-between drafts. I'm John Negroni. And I'm Travis Hymas. And today we're talking about One Piece Odyssey, which is the latest video game set in the world of One Piece. Now, this is not going to be a formal game review, even though we will be talking about the basic mechanics of the game, I have to imagine, because Travis, you are the assistant games editor for in-between drafts, are you not? Uh, yeah, when, when not doing anime stuff. Yeah, this is like a perfect marriage of anime and video games for you. I mean, I'd, if you hadn't been able to do this, I, I don't think I would. I just would have done it. I would have been too upset that you would have missed your shot. <laughs> no, I, I definitely wasn't going to miss my shot. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, we will be uh, the game section will be running a full review um, that I hopefully will have ready sooner rather than later. Cool. Yeah. And this this will be more of like a I don't want to even say a casual conversation, but kind of a topical conversation, because I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about how it relates to the anime and the manga of One Piece, since I feel like that should be our sweet spot. But it'll be hard not to talk about the mechanics because that stuff's pretty interesting, too. My first question, though, Travis, is uh, have you played any One Piece games before? I know you have, but I uh, absolutely. You know, start. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we actually we ran a piece recently. Yeah. On in it. between drafts about uh, some of the, the good games. And I have a lot of thoughts about One Piece World Seeker in particular. Yeah, that's uh, 2019. I never played that game. I remember watching the trailer for it and being like, oh, an open world. Uh, one piece game you get to play as luffy that sounds awesome and then i never heard about it again i didn't even realize that the game <laughs> had come out and yeah like no legitimately until like this game was starting to get some buzz i was like is this the the open world game and i was like wait no that would have come out forever ago because i heard about it in like 2018 so yeah 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 and that's honestly that's a lot of anime games um which is kind of what makes odyssey such an interesting Little, little piece of game here is that it really does seem like uh, Bandai Namco and Otis team really want this one to uh, pop off, so to speak. Yeah, they put a lot of work into the marketing campaign. I've been seeing this game everywhere. And I, I do want to mention, too, like I've actually I've never played any One Piece video games before. I know there have been a whole bunch. But yeah, I just I've never dove in before. And so this was my first experience doing a one piece game which was uh, kind of fun i don't know if i'll ever get to world seeker I, I don't have a ton of interest but maybe someday if uh, you know curiosity gets the gets a hold of me so i was gonna ask you because like before we talk about the game and everything like that like were you a fan of world seeker like was it because I, I know after doing a little bit of like research it it looked like the game got some good reviews but some really bad reviews so kind of hard for me to tell it's so it's a victim of what in in the game space is very easily identified as a kind of a baseline open world game that it, where you just yes the size of the world is big but not necessarily everything in it is interesting yeah it's like an inch deep yeah like uh you know the the immediate comparison is something like the legend of zelda breath of the wild of course or like the witcher 3 um but those are very meticulously designed um right down to every single encounter like like it take like the level of work that it would take to make something like of that caliber with the kind of material that it's working with it, it, it it's a lot of investment um 
And it also has a stealth mechanic, which feels completely antithetical to the concept yeah. of Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> well, yeah, I heard I heard that was kind of weird. But then also you only play as Luffy, except for some yep. DLC, apparently. And that to me sounds strange. I mean, it's the Straw Hat Pirates. Like, if you don't play as them, what, like, what are you doing? Like, it's that's one piece. And, uh, and, and and again, it's it's one of those things where they wanted to make an open world game and then fit one piece into it um so that's i mean that's really the answer is they wanted to build a whole skill set around luffy and to that degree i think they did a decent job all things considered um the fact that you can gum gum ufo all over an open world map just like over the water and everything it's it's genuinely like backbreaking to the canon of the games <laughs> uh and that's always a fun uh, uh, the canon of the manga i should say it's it's nuts um the thing that i do like about world seeker though is from a story perspective it has some interesting ideas um i won't get too much into it because we have another game to talk about but yeah, with yeah. world seeker <laughs> with world seeker you end up in this place where the navy controls it but it's a, it's a section of the Navy that, you know, isn't canon, obviously, and you've never heard of it before. But uh, basically, it, there's a there's a faction of people on this island who do not want to be under Navy control. But most of the people have come around to just being OK with it. And like this isn't just like the Navy is there. It's more of a the Navy is here and exploiting us. But they at least offer us some stability. Mm. And you being you know luffy you can't help but have issues with that and you kind of have to deal with a populace that is much less interested in your intervention than we normally would see in one piece and i thought that was an interesting idea uh because you know we may see that in the manga someday, but right now it's it's kind of an in, it's just kind of something that doesn't get explored too much beyond actually seeing you know navy characters like you know that aren't morally uh, questionable, <laughs> you know yeah. there are good navy characters, and so that's kind of how we see that. But you know most of the time people aren't very uh, favorable of, of the marines or of the world government for obvious reasons, and uh, World Seeker offered a little bit of a hey what if what if people like you had to convince people to want to be free in the first place uh which again plays into why you play as luffy so much specifically but it, it, was, it was interesting it was a good I effort get it. yeah but... it's it's that episode of avatar the last airbender in the first season sure all right I, I'm being, I'm being reductive and I'm diminishing. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's not like, I'm never going to tell anybody like, it's the best thing ever, but you know, it, it was interesting. At um, least it's not, it doesn't sound like they just played it super safe. Like, you know, and so, no. so while world seeker then is open world, it seems to me that it, like, it's kind of similar to something like the Arkham Asylum games, maybe uh, yeah. on that note, then uh, this game is very different. So like this game is more like it's turn-based it's JRPG, uh, the combat, it, it, it reminds me a lot of um, like a Final Fantasy game mixed with a bit of like Dragon Quest. But then I was thinking a lot of Brilliant Pearl and Diamond. And so then I was like, oh, but this is the same studio that did that, those games. So that makes perfect sense, right? Um, that so they it were makes, just kind of, you know. It makes so much sense because those uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes, uh, many people consider them to be buggy and rushed. And when it came out that Ilka had been working on a One Piece RPG for five years, this whole <laughs> time as their main project, it's like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was literally just playing uh, Brilliant Pearl 
uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I, I struggled to get through it. I was like, man, you know, I, I love the concept of this. I love coming back to this region and everything. Part of it was like, you know, I don't know, I'm going off on a tangent, but you know, I just done Arceus. I was like, I was, getting, I'm kind of sick of the Sinnoh region. But anyway, yeah, you have to be a bo- you have to be a pretty dedicated boomer like me, honestly, to want to go back to it. So, but you know, I'm glad that it wasn't the only thing Ilko was working on. Like finding out that like, oh, sure. this is where their resources have been is an interesting idea because, like I said, the kind of work that you would need to put into to really like flesh out and you know an eight to nine character cast of of functions and actions uh it takes time and they've spent a really long time making this game comparatively to most video game development cycles i I can definitely see the work put in you know on the one hand like a lot of the game seems kind of simple to me like a lot of the mechanics and and all of that but and and look i'm gonna be honest with you travis you don't know this but I haven't reviewed a video game since Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I reviewed it for for the young folks back when that was still existing, and I haven't done a game since. And I just felt like, you know what, haha, you know, uh, an anime tie-in video game that was actually good. Like now I can, you know, rest. hang up my hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, they'll never get me to come back to this. But anyway. <laughs> I'm a little bit rusty when it comes to evaluating games, even though I, I play plenty of them, but I don't play as much as many others right so oh yeah i was gonna ask you so i think we have both played a different amount of the game itself of odyssey um not to be confused with assassin's creed yeah i think so yes i I think so i've okay so uh and we're not gonna you know mild spoiler warning like we're not gonna give away things that happen of course like in the end or i don't want to give away any big plot uh, developments that i'm aware of Mm-hmm. If you've seen literally like any trailer from the past year for the game, that's that's it. That's all that I've seen in terms of content. So okay. right now, no spoilers. <laughs> right. So so we'll we'll do our best to to uphold that for sure. But there might be some mild things like we're going to talk about, like what the game is like. So, yeah, you're, you're not going to yeah. just hear a super vague conversation. But, yeah, so I was going to ask, like, how far into the game are you? If you could, I guess it's hard to say, right, because you haven't finished it. So you don't know. It's not like you can say, like, percentage wise, but like, do you know how many hours? Uh, it's, it's been several hours. Um, I spent a decent chunk of the past weekend playing it. Um, and the interesting thing, um, I I don't know if you're also playing it on PlayStation five. I think you were, I am. Yeah. Um, But the PS five does a really interesting thing when you boot it up and you have a game in there and it tells you how far you are in your current section of the game. So I I haven't noticed that. Well, I'm, I'm using the digital version. Are you talking about the disc version? Well, yeah, for me, it's for the disc, but it should, if you like, if you were to tab over to it and hover over it, it will give you. Huh. Yeah, um, it's it's a cool little feature because it kind of gives you a, a, a scope of an idea, not necessarily in the context of the full yeah. game. But at usually least you have to section. search for it, right? You have to yeah, kinda... you have to guesstimate or it. Or you save, maybe sometimes it'll tell you like how many hours. Yeah. Sure. yeah, no. So I'm in chapter two of the game, which, uh, again, if you've seen literally any trailer for this game, um, it, okay. I am deep in Alabasta flashback territory here. Yeah, I'm still in chapter one. So like yeah. I and I am aware of like the flashbacks like that, the, even though I haven't seen that in the game itself, uh, I'm well aware that that's a whole thing and which I find very surprising. I, I, I certainly when I heard about that, I was like, wait, what? You're going to do flashback? Oh, that's how they get their powers. Oh, OK. I uh, I wish I could say I was super surprised, but this is not the first <laughs> time I've seen this happen in a One Piece game. <laughs> I just I just got totally scot free. Yeah, I was just, you know, I just avoid the, the game news. And so I got to, you know be a bit of a puppy on this but okay cool so you're so you're a few hours in i'm Mm -hmm. I'm maybe like about an hour if that so like i'm still in chapter one you know i'm still kind of getting to the swing of it and i i'm still kind of like figuring out like 
you know, what, what is the story really going to be still in like super setup mode, right? Uh, the basic premise is that th- this is essentially like a one piece movie in video game form. That, that's how it comes across to me. I don't know if the other games have been like that. It sounds like World Seeker was kind of similar to that. But I definitely feel like I'm playing a One Piece movie. I don't feel like I'm playing the anime. But, you know, obviously, like, elements of the anime and the movies, like, overlap, right? So the character interactions and things like that are all over this game. Like, if you ask me what they spent the most time on, it's probably, like, I'm going to tell you, like, it's not necessarily, like, a, a lot of the, like, system stuff going on with the combat. I mean, obviously, they do a lot of work on that, too. But for me, it's, like, getting the character interactions right, drawing up the characters, getting their mannerisms and doing all of that. Like, those are the sorts of things where I'm like, oh, this is, like, really, like, heavy on being a one-piece, like, experience beyond just being in a game. Uh, do would you, would you agree with that, or, or do you think it's, like, a little bit different from that kind of filler? Uh, so first of all, to your point about it feeling like a movie, they literally drop multiple references to Strong World, like shortly after what you, uh, they're not like big reveals. They're just like character dialogues that are like, oh, Strong World is canon in this version of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's an hey, And we should say, I interesting mean, drop. just to be fair, there's plenty of like movie stuff that's become canon. Uh, not yeah. a lot, but you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it was, it was interesting because like. Shiki is canon, and I had a conversation yeah. with somebody about this when I noticed it. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's a weird thing to say." It's like, and they're like, "Well, yeah, Shiki's canon," and I'm like, "Yeah, but not to the Straw Hats." <laughs> if the Straw Hats are like, "Oh, this yeah, is like that yeah, time that's Shiki. right." They're, wow, yeah, you're right because they're not. They shouldn't be aware of that. <laughs> right. So like, they're like, "This is like that time Shiki told, took us to this island," and I'm like, "Oh, this, okay, all right." So we're gonna we're gonna have a few uh, we're gonna have a few little fun little hints and stuff so that's you're spot on for that um but the thing that's so interesting or uh, i guess i should say fascinating to me about this being a jrpg is that it solves the main problem of how do you have all the straw hats in the game like like the mechanics and the fact that you have this massive party of main characters every straw hat could be the lead of their own series uh so how do you make that time work they're all party members in an rpg and you get most of them from the start that's a solid solution to that dilemma mm-hmm. um and it does it's like some... having the entire pokemon team already chosen for you yeah and and because the straw hats are at their best when they're together it's f- it's immediately fun and engaging because the straw hats spend 90 percent of the opening of the game together uh in some degree or another so you know, even One Piece itself as the source material has a hard time keeping them all in the same room for an extended period of time. Yeah, I kept waiting for that of like, oh, they because they split them up very early in the game, like the first part, but then like quickly, like they're reunited. Whereas like if we were watching the anime, right, it would be like they split up and we're not going to see them together again until like the end. Right. The, uh, that's not what's happening here. There is literally a segment that j- like just happened to me. And again, I won't get too much into spoilers, but it it literally leads to Luffy and Zoro leaving the party. You get the whole mechanical text box explaining that. The game takes you back to being able to play after those boxes. You can save the game real quick, and then you turn the corner, and another cutscene plays, and Luffy and Zoro rejoin the party. That's how fast they reunite the Straw Hats. That's funny. (laughs) Um, Which is kind of annoying, mechanically speaking, because you're like, why did did we just do all of this just to let me save the game? But uh, to, you know, they do not break the Straw Hats up for the most part, which is... I think really huge because that's that's key to it to a, especially like a really traditional like JRPG. It, it's those characters. Your story could be 
you know, nonsense. And most of them are, if we're being honest, but yeah. uh, your, your characters are usually the, the glue. And these characters have spent 25 years getting defined, <laughs> building relationships with each other. And it's great. It's yeah. great to see them interact constantly because we don't get to have that as much anymore. No, no, we, we barely get them just kind of chilling with each other. And then this game has like downtime, which is like my one of my favorite one piece things that we get very little of. Uh, we should say, too. So in terms of when the game takes place, uh, we've mentioned Alabasta, so obviously post Alabasta, but it is post time skip. It's uh, in the new world. I think it's in that fuzzy zone of probably post Whole Cake Island. Uh, pre-Wano because Jimbei is not part of the crew yet. So it, it seems like it's supposed to be in like that zone. I haven't noticed if there are any like moves, for example, that any of the Straw Hats do that would build them before or after Whole Cake um, because I can't I, I can't really think of like the only move would, I guess, be Snake Man, but they could easily just hand I, wave that away. I was, and again, this is one of those things where it's like trying to, if you were going to try to make the movies canon, it just completely breaks the logic of time. It always does, yeah, because where's um, Mamanosuke? Where's, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so placing it on the timeline is pretty painful. Um, and there are some other, like, you know, little callbacks and little references and stuff, even early on in the game, that kind of make it hard to pin down. Yeah. It's, but and it it's, doesn't break anything either because of the way yeah. that they deploy them. <laughs> And it's it's hard just because like I, uh, you know, at, at the same time, I cut my teeth on Dragon Ball movies and those not making any sense when we were, you know, growing up on like, you know, Toonami and all that stuff. So I, yeah. I feel like I can get over it. Uh, but uh, and One Piece did always did the same thing, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Toei to is good at that. Toei is good at really monetizing uh, l the lack of continuity. I almost uh, sent something everybody. to you by the way, to, on Instagram that was like, uh, how many actual episodes of every anime, if you take out the filler? And one of the, you know, I guess non-surprising things was like One Piece has the least amount of like filler technically, because it was something like 945 episodes, I think it was, are canon. And that's like, I think fewer than 100 episodes of like filler content. But to be fair, that's the thing about One Piece is it moves at a glacial speed. So some people would say like that's cheating because <laughs> like there's right. plenty of filler. It's just, you know, not a bunch of annoying original characters you don't care about and all that. You know, let's let's count. Let's count the uh, I mean, you want to talk about original characters. Let's have a bleach podcast. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Uh... They showed the bleach one. They showed <laughs> bleach was a pretty bad offender. I was like, bleach was only like 200 episodes. Holy you know, if you take out the Ble filler, Boruto, uh, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, Naruto. Ninety percent of Boruto is uh, is filler uh, itself, which is wild. Genuinely, uh, like if you go to the website of like, oh, how do I watch canon Boruto? <laughs> like, it should just tell you like, give up. Like, what are you doing? It's not so going to make sense. This is a tangent. Um, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's my hottest anime take. The filler of Bo the filler of Boruto is so much more interesting than the uh, adaptation of the manga that they are doing right now because like now, i haven't seen the latest <laughs> stuff on boruto the only place where i can kind of agree with you is i actually do think the first season of boruto like when it's before the the manga starts uh, before yeah but when they're at the ninja school again and they're actually like interacting with each other and there's no moon people to be seen for most of it and then it finally culminates in that one stuff's cool because mitsuki cool. is awesome and sarada's and boruto are such it's a fun like, like it's duo. like classic naruto it's yeah. like what the first several arcs of Naruto were like, like right up to the tuning exams. And then you get the tuning exams again and you get that yeah. really cool fight 
Yeah, but then but then Borto gets into all that stuff and it oh my gosh, this tangent. But like then Borto gets into this weird stuff where like he's going back in time as Sasuke, and I'm just like, what are you no? Yeah, and then that's the at least a fun thing. time. Yeah, that's at least a fun time because uh, I re- I have read the Boruto manga currently, and let me tell you, it's not interesting. <laughs> I, I I stopped the it Boruto was, manga was, like not long after Kawaki comes into the, the story. Because I was just like, this is not interesting, guys. Like it reached Try, a point no. where uh, between Kishimoto's new series flopping and just kind of the general malaise about it, he came back to do Boruto himself and immediately mm. pumped the gas on like just inflicting pain on the audience. I, uh, so, See, that's so now what it's I a little bit more okay, interesting. Okay. It's a little uh, bit I, more interesting now, but like <laughs> let's let's I'm putting this on a list of things Travis and I are going to talk about on Rookie Pirate Radio, which is how to watch Boruto. Boruto. Travis helps John. <laughs> how to consume Boring Boruto. Uh, Boring Toe. Boring uh, Back to One Piece. What were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, so it. no, you're totally fine. Um, but yeah, I really like the uh, I really like that Straw Hats. You uh, you know you've played a little bit of it. Uh, so you've had a few combat matches, but as you do things like use items on each other or do a support move, I was going to say, I had a little bit of like a bright eyed moment when like Sanji gives like some food to Nami and it's like, he does it the way Sanji would. And I was like, Oh, okay. This, this is actually like for real. And like, uh my favorite so far is uh doing a healing move with chopper on zoro because zoro straight up tells him you saved my life which is (laughs) a a supremely zoro thing to say i just love it and then sanji and zoro like bickering with each other and it's like yeah i mean they nailed that stuff and and it really helps too that they have like the actual voice cast in this and hearing the actual like straw hats like talking in their japanese voiceover like really makes the experience um i I know like i don't think you can even switch over to an english voiceover nor should you like you should experience it i've always found the the voice work and the comedy of the anime to work best with the actual Japanese voices. The the English I don't think translates has ever translated all that well even though I grew up on the English translation I, like a lot of people at the dub. So just the, my uh, personal opinion. Yeah, the Funimation dub is better than the 4 kids dub admittedly because you know the Funimation the in-house Funimation How could it dubbers. not be the 4 kids one? The 4 kids <laughs> one was so bad it's good though. I mean, I mean it was yeah, bad it's, memorable. Yeah, it you know when when the bar is so low but um, exactly. but it really feels like it really feels like the script was written with that cat with the with the original yes. cast in mind um even localized even with the localized text i think it i think it really does shine with those voices i would agree um, now, especially when other characters come into the picture yes uh other characters who are not written by Echiro oda uh, the official writer is hitoshi nishio uh, I don't know if they've done any other games before. I just see them credited as the writer. And then um, uh, Echiro Oda gets credit for the artistry. I don't know if that's be- like the artistry of like the original, you know, work, like Alabasta, the characters and all that. Um, but there is another artist, Atushi Numata, who might be doing some of the other work there. It's probably a combination, a group thing. And, and obviously Oda is like executive producing if, this. And, uh, you know. If I remember correctly, because they talked about this the during the presentation when the game was originally revealed. Um, d- basically, they wrote the, the, the script treatment, like the outline um, of the concept, and they sent it to Oda's team. Right. And Oda read it and liked it 
not only liked it and gave it the green light, but liked it so much that he actually kind of like what he does for the movies too. He mm-hmm. actually designed the uh, the two main like original characters. That's what I was gonna say. It's like you can kind of tell that Lim and Audio like they do kind of feel like Oda characters. Yeah, but he like, did those. Most of everything else I've seen, I've been like, this kind of feels like stock stuff. You know, it doesn't really feel like original material. But sure, yeah, they feel like uh, it feels, and this is kind of fun. I think they feel like Dragon Quest monsters, which means it's kind of it's just a little bit of aping Toriyama style for like the monsters and the stuff. And uh, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. I like that. Yeah. And the island is uh, Wafford. Wafford. I don't know how to say it. But yeah, Wafford. Yeah, it's it's a fun island, you know, a, a lightning ruin forest island. It's cool. It's like, you know, it's very one piece. And I'm, I'm going to say I, 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 here are a couple of my criticisms of the game and and. I, I, I gotta I gotta start from a place of honesty and, and remind everybody listening that again I'm not like a, this amazing video game reviewer who has any right to say anything but I have reviewed games before but not a long time I I find it too easy like maybe it's gonna get harder I expect it'll get harder later in the game but there are just certain elements of this game and you can't change the difficulty which is really frustrating but the fact that you can switch out your your characters at will the fact that you can't There's no choice involved in terms of like, okay, I'm going to go here. I should bring Chopper, my healer. I should bring Robin. And if I make wrong decisions, I don't get punished, right? I can just switch things out whenever I want when I'm doing the actual like fighting the monsters and everything. It just feels really easy. Like it it just, even when you, you get to the point where the, the abilities get slated out, I'm just kind of like, okay, I mean, that's fine because the, everything's been scaled back to zero, kind of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word, kind of uh, conveniently, you know, uh, all of a sudden everybody I'm fighting is like really weak. Uh, okay. Uh, I that was, that's my biggest criticism. Um, ha- have you been experiencing that or does it get a little bit harder as uh, things progress? So, um, so I am, I'm probably like five minutes away from having the first real confrontation of the game. Um, in terms of what I think will be a trouble, um, cause it's crocodile, but, uh, it's, it's, I would agree a little bit. I've had exactly one instance in the entire, uh, entire time I've played so far. And I've done a lot of combat, even, even just like chap by chapter two, you've done a lot of combat. Um, and, uh, my, my characters are like level 26, something like that already. And, I've had one character faint once at all. That's just, (laughs) and you already have items that can revive them. Um, I have had to use the items. I will say this. It is very, there are fights that come up later on in the game that require you to actually do things to prevent that from happening. Um, You should have food. You should, you know, keep chopper alive specifically Uh, choppers only so useful even at this point in the game though, because he can only target individual uh, straw hats. So you still need the food. Um, You still want to, you know, line your combats up. you want to use the equipment and stuff, but if you're doing all of that, Outside of, a, again, a colossal screw-up, uh, I have not had a character faint. I have not had a character stay at low HP for an extended period of time. I've been able to mitigate status effects almost entirely. Um, it's extremely rare for, like, there's there's an item 
that a character that uh, some enemies will use, and it's supposed to paralyze your characters. And I think that this, uh, I think that this uh, item has been successfully hit on one of my uh, party members twice, at all, out of out of at least tens of times more attempts it just misses 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 and that's without using evasion tactics it's not without using items that's just straight rolls and maybe i'm lucky but i get the impression that maybe i'm not and it's it's tough to mitigate because like the straw hats should be tough by now but like i i don't know it uh, it feels almost like it was balanced in such a way to not feel grindy because so much of the game is going to be stopping and starting anyway. And we should say, cause we haven't said it explicitly, I guess, but the premise of the game is you're the straw hats are full powered when you first use them. You know, it's like, it's like star Wars, the force unleashed. Like you get to play as Darth Vader in the first level. You get to see what a fully realized character is like, but then uh, very quickly they lose their powers because of this mysterious girl who has this ability who basically takes their powers and puts them into cubes. So the point of the game is you have to like go, they have to go back into their memories. Like Alabasta is like a, a memory where like it can be kind of different from what really happened. And they're, they're doing this so they can relearn, right? How to, oh, here's how I can do gear second again, that kind of thing. So that's like the basic idea of the game. And the thing that I, I do like about the combat, even though I do find it too easy so far, I do really like the, it's, it's, they call it like the scramble area battle system. And I think they implement it pretty well. This idea where, and it, it fits so much, it's so one piece, it's so anime actually for the one piece story where the characters are in different places when they're fighting. So like Luffy might be fighting like the toughest opponent, but then like, you know, you have Nami over here and she can do ranged attacks, but she she has two goons in front of her. And then like maybe Zoro and Chopper in another area. And so it takes a turn to like go to somebody else's area and you kind of have to think and strategize. It is kind of like the anime, like so much of the anime is like characters kind of like bumping into each other and saving each other and helping each other. And it does have that camaraderie aspect to it, which I think is like very, I, I don't know. I think it's a very like smart thing. It's kind of what I always wished like Pokemon team battles were because the Pokemon team battles have, I, in my, I've, they've never been fun. Like I've always found them very dumb, but uh, except for maybe uh Pokemon uh, Coliseum, I thought it was kind of, uh, they kind of had it figured out, but, yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah. It, what, what do you think? Did you like the scramble area battles? So, in, in you're right that it adds a little bit of um, mechanical depth to things because you do have to. If you have them in the wrong spot, they're completely. It's a waste of a turn. Right. And it's like um, Dungeons and Dragons. You like you got to mm-hmm. do it quick. You um, want yeah. You know it's it's an RPG. You want to optimize your turns. Um, they do. I think it makes they make it a little too easy to do. But the other aspect of this uh, system that I like is that in addition to placing your characters in certain zones of battle, um, some of those zones can become events in and of themselves right. uh, where there's a challenge applied. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, all these characters are targeting Sanji. And then that triggers a dialogue where Zoro and Sanji banter or something or, or not get being extra targeted. XP, right? If you do the challenge, if right. you, yeah, if you do the challenge, right. Sometimes it's, it's straightforward. Sometimes it's maintaining the consistency of the storyline. So like, uh, I did a boss fight against Mr. Two Bon Glay, uh, the, the goat, and uh, well, number one, he's actually one of the toughest fights that I've done because he he's just, not number one. Uh, he's I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's the goat. Uh, he's the best ofrendo. But uh, <laughs> yes, uh, but, uh, we, we are Von Clay he's fans. Uh, Absolutely, here. he's he is one of my absolute favorite characters, like non striat character, hundred percent. Same, but um, 
uh, he uh, he soaks up all kinds of damage. Uh, he is just a, a tank, and particularly he is resistant to the class of attacker that um, Luffy and Sanji and Chopper occupy, which is number one half of your party at this point. Um, just because Robin is like, "Hey, we're in Alabasta, and I don't, re- I don't think it's probably a good idea for Vivi to see me with you guys." So she leaves uh, to go do Robin things for a bit, uh, which makes sense. That sounds like a Robin thing to do. Uh, so you, so most of your party is this class, uh, this fighter class that, uh, that Mister Two can just resist, and then you get. You know, about half you get through kind of the slog of his minions and stuff, and you're all kind of zoned up against him. And that's when the game throws at you. Okay, uh, bonus XP if you can beat him with Sanji. Sanji has to land the last hit. And so hmm. it it does add a little bit of a layer of challenge. I don't know if difficulty would be the correct word because it's not that hard to parse what you need to do. Um, but it does that's kind cool. of cool. It at least makes it a little bit less straightforward. It gives it some flavor. There's a lot of flavor here. That's a that's what I would say. The, <laughs> the substance is. I mean, it's a it's a JRPG. If you've played one, you're pretty familiar with it. This is. I mean, we're talking like the first several hours of Persona Five kind of combat right now, um, which is fine. I adore that genre, so it's fine by me. But uh, but yeah, like in terms of it being a challenge. Eh. <laughs> We'll see what happens when we get to the more tense parts of the story. Uh, yeah, this yeah. still really feels like slow going. Yeah, maybe maybe it picks up, and then yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that. Uh, I was going to ask you uh, one thing. I did very early on, as soon as I had the option, I changed everybody's outfits <laughs> because I'm going to be honest, I don't love the New World outfits at all. <laughs> so I changed everybody to their like uh, pre time skip clothes. Oh, the pre order. <laughs> Yeah, I had the pre-order, so I was able to do that. So, like, I changed, uh, so, like, Luffy's in his, like, normal red vest and everything. And, I, I yeah, like, Nami doesn't look like, you know, she needs to put a shirt on, any of that stuff. Uh, it, but at the same time, the cutscenes, um, even Switch though that, that works for combat, yeah, it switches them in, like, the cutscenes. So, like, the, the part of me that's just sort of like, this isn't consistent, this isn't consistent, I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> like, that, that makes it less fun. But uh, it, 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 Sort of a tangent about that. Um, I, I did that too. I put some of the characters back in their old ones. Cause I like, I like original chopper with his little pink hat Yeah, and yeah. I know he's still wearing the hat underneath, but he never like the hats always hidden now. And I just love the hat. So like I switched him around and stuff and I thought, Oh, it'll be fun to switch back to the old ones. Cause we're in Alabasta. Um, and it just kind of made like weirdly enough that made me appreciate the, uh, the, the, the original time skip clothes more yeah. actually, because Oh, like, there's a non-confirmed belief that certain character designs are done, like changes to a character design are done to make uh, the mangaka's life easier. Like, uh, like again, I'm going to crap on Naruto for a minute, you know, like all the sheep designs cut a bunch of the unique, like additions to the characters costumes and kind of streamlined them. Um, or, you know, famously the, uh, the, the belief that Toriyama invented super Saiyan. So he didn't have to keep inking Goku's hair in every fight scene. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's, that, and again, mangaka work, to death they work themselves to death so by all means take any shortcut you want but oda made his character designs more complex <laughs> every yeah. single one of them He's are more complex <laughs> like there's more there's more accessories there's scarring they're like even nami who is 
technically wearing less clothes. She now has a stylized belt with buckles and, and shoes with details and all this stuff. And it's just like, wow, like, like, you don't, I don't even think I've ever really fully appreciated before, like actually seeing these, you know, being able to stare at these character models for so long because there's so much talking. Like, wow, he really did kind of like up the ante when it came to the character designs because that never really stops. The, you know, he just keeps creating. Co- there are so many good costumes for them as time has gone on because yeah. we've gone to so many different places. And the only thing that sucks is that I'm almost certain that we will never unlock another costume through gameplay and they're going to sell us you know the costumes instead yeah. like i want to like, play oh, gangster luffy from whole cake island is that yeah so you much want to ask? you want gangster luffy it's gonna cost you like yeah. three dollars that's almost I want, a guarantee i want lucy i want to <laughs> oh, that's all uh, I want. the master I'm, roshi uh, i'm actually hoping since dress rosa is one of the places we get to visit in the game that like that one will at least happen because i would be sad otherwise i can see that um there is okay, so there isn't a an error in the game. I got to bring this up, and I don't, I hate to be a nitpicker, um, but there is an issue. Like they do have like a, this weird thing where like you do get to play as the Sniper King, but I think they shortcutted it and they made the Sniper King just like a version of Usopp, it's which just a like re-skin. obviously doesn't make any sense because it's like Usopp and Sniper King are not the same person. Yeah, yeah, I know game, everybody has that theory that they're the same. Game development is hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes you got a shortcut. Sometimes, you know, it's like a, it's like in Mortal Kombat. Sometimes they just add an extra skin to an existing character, you know, or color shift them. It's like, oh, it's technically a new character. It's it's that yeah. right. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of thing. You hate to see it. Uh, also, <sighs> yeah. my, my other complaint: I'm very sad that there's no Jinbei. I understand I was, why. I was wondering if we were going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I get why he's not part of the crew yet. It, it's still pretty recent, relatively speaking. They were working on this game, like, you know, 2018, you know? So, like, that's still, like, two years before he officially joins the crew, even though it's, like, technically, it's, like, after he's agreed to do it, but he's, you know, because it was during Whole Cake, I want to say. Uh, Whole Cake is when it, I mean, honestly, he was a member of the crew, you know, VV style in Fishman Island. Right. Yes. But, um, VV style yeah, is a perfect whole, way to put it. <laughs> but, uh, but Whole Cake is what really like locked it in. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a crew member. That's why it was so hype when he actually showed up back up was like, oh, it's real now. We've actually done it. We've got right. another straw hat after a decade, <laughs> like a decade oh. and change. I, Cause I remember, uh, when we were going through like, uh, Marine Ford and the Summit War and like all that stuff. I was like, this feels like the next Straw Hat. When are they going to do that? And then him showing up in Fishman Island. I'm like, okay, yeah, like he's going to be a crew member. And then Luffy's just like, Jinpei, join my crew. I'm like, finally, let's go. And then he's like, can't get. I mean, it's, I, it's, I don't even know how to describe perfect. it. The way we went about it is perfect for who Jinbei is, and I wouldn't change it for the world. And I, I, ador- I adore Jinbei. Um, <laughs> I, I think love Jinbei letting, as well. I think allowing him to to kind of simmer as a character before officially joining has only warmed me to him as I've aged myself. Um, and I, I just see more of like what makes him so special um, as the oldest straw hat. But, That's um, probably yeah the elder statesman, uh, you know, dethroning he's, Frankie. He's but the dad now. He's yeah. the, he's Frankie can be the cool uncle like he has always been destined to be. He's you know big what I bro. mean? Yeah, yeah. He's Anakin, so, but yeah. Um, for Jinbei, I I think it would have been really cool though to see him do his fisherman karate moves in this game, and it's like I hope this game is successful just for that. Like if they get to do another one where it's like okay, let's 
put them in Wano. Let's, you know, let's have a little bit more fun. Let's do Thriller Bark. Why not? Yeah, it's such a tricky thing because, like, you're right. They've been developing this for so long. And even if Oda had gone to them and said, hey, you know, Jinbei's going to join the crew, that doesn't mean anything. He could join the crew two years from now in Oda time. You know, it's really hard to parse. Like, I think that's also why, like, Whole Cake Island isn't a place you can go to in this game because they had no idea how that was going to end when they started writing design documents for this. It's one of those things that... Be DLC um, though. I'm just putting it out. Like they could easily there. There is at least one expansion that will be released that they have not said anything on. So it is absolutely possible that we do in fact get like Jinbei or something. Watch it be like, but it's like Uta or something instead. <laughs> <sighs> that would be so funny. That would be hilarious. I'd love it. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> it would just be like 50 Rebecca flashbacks over and over again, and you just play them. You know. play them. I mean, Dressrose is in the game, so we'll see how many Rebecca flashbacks <laughs> yeah, we get. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I was like, oh, um, I if he's gotten to that part of the game yet, I wonder. <laughs> oh, you know, interesting thing about the lore side note is that the game does, interestingly, only does a lore drop if it is necessary for Lim to know who someone is. Mm-hmm. And then Lim uses her powers, and she checks the memories of these guys and gets a very quick one-sentence, this this is who this person is and it tells the player this is who this person is and if you want to know the actual story of how this uh you know how this actually played out etc all you, you actually unlock like narrations that you have the option to go into and watch but you if you are an expert you do not need to waste your time getting the story retold to you which yeah perfect excellent thank you very much um i'm all for it but all of this kind of makes me wonder if we're ever going to get like the true definitive one piece game until we're completely removed from it. You know what I mean? What do you mean? So, so because again, they only had so much they could work with. These characters are in their, in their um, time, you know, their first outfits out of the time skip because that is the most reliable outfit to work with. Right. It's, it's, Mm. there's not going to be a better one later on. That's going to, because especially with, with a video game, you have all that stuff planned out long before anything. Um, Another example of this would be, um, you know, we both saw one piece red, um, you know, I think we both had mixed emotions about it, but one of the cool things in it is animated gear fifth. Yeah. And it's, and it's exciting. It's fun. Oh, we got to see animated gear fifth, but if you're listening to that scene, it's the snake man sound. <laughs> it's the cranking of snake man. And it's like, Oh, Oh, they didn't know if it was going to be, they probably there's a, I guarantee you there's a cut scene of that fight where he does not go into gear fifth. He goes into either snake man or bounce man. And, and it's the same scene. They just have it where it's either Oda actually got to gear fifth and, or didn't get to gear fifth. Like literally those are the scenes I would imagine just because of how, you know, how much time it takes to make big projects like that. And video games are like 10 times as big. So it's, it's this tricky situation. Of course you couldn't include Jinpei. They were, we hadn't even gotten to Wano when they started developing this game, much less act three of Wano. We were about Uh, to, I mean, they literally said, they literally said like it was, it was whole cake still when they reached out with the original like pitch for the game. So like, so at that point, they didn't even know where the story was going to go. So, you know, even with getting that access later on, there's only so much you can reasonably do and still put out a game that runs this well. Yeah, because uh, if they do another game, we're probably going to run into the same situation and be like, where's Yamato? 
or or you know like you know gear i'm sorry gear fifth isn't going to be in there all of the it's it's kind of sad because it's just there's been a lot of change to one piece um both as a whole and for our characters in specific i don't know if nami's gonna have zeus later on in this game or not there's no indication i doubt it i doubt it even though there's references to germa in the game so it's technically possible, but it's easier to write a one-off line for Sanji than it is to design an entire separate combat system for Nami. So it's Especially just one of those since things. It changes so much in Wano, you know. Yeah, there's so much radical change in Wano for just about every character not named Usopp. Right, because I was wondering, I was like, oh man, I guess this means like Robin, we won't get to have like her demon form, you know, we're we're not gonna have General Frankie, I guess. Yeah. There's not even going to be the option to do Soba Black. There's not, you know, uh, you know, we don't get to do Advanced Conqueror so, hockey. Is you it know. Soba Black or Soba Mask? Soba Mask, yeah, Soba Mask. You're right. Um, yeah, we, we're not going to get any of that. We're not going to have Usopp's any of good because we didn't really get much with Usopp. Usopp, <laughs> like, like I said, every every character not named Usopp. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm like, wait, did Usopp get to have any progression? Uh, people thought he, he got, had Conqueror's hockey. He got point. a he got a lot in Dressrosa, so I feel like it's fair. It's okay. I can yeah. I can handle Usopp. Usopp got the one yeah. good. Usopp got the one good um, sequence where he told the samurai to get over themselves. Uh, you know, like, and he's like, oh, you guys are just going to roll over and die. Look, I, I'm scared absolutely out of my mind, but I'm here fighting. And if I'm doing it, you, you know, get, get your act together here. That's perfect Usopp for me because I don't need him to be powered up. I need him to continue to grow as a person. Um, so that's good, especially since some people controversially think that he actually sucks in Dressrosa. So so uh, uh, like I me, needed, like our conversation uh, <laughs> last week. <laughs> no, uh, I was pros, complaining. Um, no, I uh, it, it's still stuck in my mind. Uh, the voice actor, pros ED, voice actor and YouTuber. He he loved Usopp until Dressrosa, and he said he thought uh, a lot of Usopp's character was a regression in that. So getting him he in gets Wano, his observation hockey moment. Yeah, I think he gets over it. Yeah, yeah. Usopp's one of the things I actually think is fine in Dressrosa. But anyway, yeah, anyway. yeah. No, um, it's yeah. It, it, but we're not going to get any of that in this game, I don't think. And I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, by the time a rev- my actual written review comes out, I could have changed my tune entirely. But right now, I just I feel like I'm gonna probably enjoy it because I'm a one piece nerd and i like rpgs and honestly you know like i like pokemon and pokemon's comfort food for me so like i don't need a lot to be impressed frankly um like it just i don't know i imagine a game like this but what if we actually had access to knowing all of one piece just imagine the the potential and I'm like, oh, dang, maybe we shouldn't have made this yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing. They have the skeleton of it, and it would be easier to make another game using the same tech, uh, to be fair. So on on that note, though, I I was going to bring this up because, you know, I have been thinking about, um, you know, who's this game for? I think that's the eternal question at the moment. Like, if you're a One Piece fan, you know, it seems like it's memory lane, right? It, it, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. If you love One Piece, you're obsessed like we are. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the game seems like a like a great thing to do. Like, you get the character interactions. You get to re- to play these, like, specific moments from uh, previous arcs and all of that. So, to me, that seems like a slam dunk. Like, yeah, we're playing. But if you're not a One Piece fan, 
I don't know. Like, do you think it, this? It feels like the game just doesn't really cater to the to the <laughs> One Piece newbies because, like, it, it doesn't explain anything. Like, I, we barely get any sort of like Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. We're in the New World. He, this is what a devil fruit is. Like, we really don't get a lot of that stuff. It's one of those really tricky questions because, um, you know, again, the root of this genre, why it's so, why it works so well is you spend a lot of time getting to know these characters and they're very well formed in the states that they're in. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I have seen talk online where people who have either not been following One Piece for a long time or are only tangentially aware of it. Um, have shown interest because it does look good. It looks visually, um, it, it looks visually great. My only complaint is they might be the characters might be too on model. <laughs> they feel a little stiff sometimes, but visually it looks great. It runs great. Um, the PS5 version, at least, is uh, exactly the kind of performance I want to see out of a game. And and you know, for for fans of the genre even if they're not one piece fans, that's a lot to, to like entice them to be interested in it. Do they stay interested in it? I'm not sure. I don't know what I I am a one piece fan. So it's really hard to, to put my foot down on whether or not it would be something compelling. Um, but again, it, it's tough because what, you know, what can you do, but pick a piece of the story and readapt it. I don't, I guess my biggest hang up is I almost wish they had committed harder to not being too worried about whether or not newbies were going to come play it because uh, I would just rather not do the memory thing at all. I would, I would genuinely just prefer them not just, just everything's on Wofford. This is an original piece of material because I think that would be more inviting to everyone because everybody's on the same page at that point. Like, sure, you might know what a devil fruit is coming in, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, what's going to happen in this game. But like for most people, like all of these little flashback sessions, they're fun. We're going to have a good time. We love seeing some of these characters. There are a couple of characters who we, uh, you know, we'll love, we'll love to see. And I've already, there's already been a moment in the game, not spoiling anything where being able to go back into these memories was genuinely cathartic for one of the straw hats already Hmm. and that's a neat that's an interesting and fascinating thing to see happen but that doesn't mean anything to like a new player it does i mean it barely means anything to us if we're being honest because it's not even the it's not even going to be the only time we have this moment happen so it's just it's i would almost rather them have even gone harder on the original content and make it more like a like a one piece movie where you could just go see the dang movie and be you know and, and like it or don't like it based on its own merits yeah that's what i thought it was going to be <laughs> i was i was hoodwinked bamboozled and whatnot um okay i i think that about covers it i didn't really have anything else i want to bring up about the game itself i do have uh two kind of off topic things though unless you had any last thoughts on the game for me i'm i'm enjoying it maybe we'll be we'll be able to talk about like once we both have finished the game maybe we can have a another conversation in a month or so sure depending on when we finish it and be like hey how did it shake out for you or we could just do it as like a an off topic thing and a different uh conversation who knows but uh yeah, the only I, thing I want to say yeah. is stay tuned for the review on In Between Drafts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got to check that out uh, once you finish the game. And uh, I'll keep you posted 
Travis in uh, in the DMs. I'll let you know if I run in anything uh, weird that I gotta I gotta bug you about. Uh, but okay, so I had two two things I wanted to bring up. First was more of a silly thing. Um, I do have a bone to pick with you about uh, your list of like the anime video game tie-ins because <laughs> I obviously I was, I was scrolling and I was like, oh man, I haven't seen it yet. That means that Yu-Gi-Oh! Eternal Duelist Soul is going to be number one. Oh, um, deepest cut. And and when I got to number one and it wasn't there, I was like, oh, okay, so he it's going to be like uh, not an honorable mention, but it's just sort of like a prank, you know. Uh, but then the article ends, and I I don't know what you like. Did you cut something out? Um, what happened? Uh, so this is uh, we're gonna we're gonna step behind the curtain <laughs> and go into how the uh, sausage is made, and it's it's less of a of a top top you know x whatever list and more of a these are the ones that we've enjoyed a lot so it was a revolt um, i get it like all the writers the, in between drafts put it on their list you know well, as number so, one so, and then well, you were like no 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 everybody well so and, honestly it uh we actually discussed the Yu-Gi-Oh games um in in relative uh in, in relative detail so um, and this is this is where I'm going to get controversial, probably. But you put but Legacy list, of Goku in there, and yeah, you didn't put. Game. I just. Um, so we want we we very specifically went for games that are adaptations of the anime, and uh, so we actually discussed the Yu-Gi-Oh games, not specifically Eternal Duelist Soul, which uh, is which an adaptation because you do Battle which City. I do, mm-hmm. you, you do. Um, we kind of, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot specifically eternal duelist soul. Um, how dare you itself? <laughs> Cause you know, which one I, you know, which one I looked up to like, I was like, did this, did this one actually follow the plot of, of an arc? It's the Xbox one, the Dawn of destiny one. I remember that one, which does that not. Was- and I was like, I, I, th- and I've played eternal duelist soul. I don't have an excuse for this beyond <laughs> Beyond, I completely forgot it existed, and there are so many Yu-Gi-Oh games that I have played more Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, games than I want to admit. Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh GX one is good too. I'd, I'd put it up there as well, and then the World Tournament one. The the, the, the thing edition. that I'm gonna the thing that I'm gonna say to you, John, and you can feel free to cut this out if you need to. But we have a Slack channel for the anime section, and no, you are in it, and you are in it. So if you wanna if you wanna throw in your hat for something, I you mean, absolutely can. Travis, <laughs> I guess you know that would be a fair point in a world where, to me, it's like obvious. I'm like, oh well, they'll get to it. They'll put it there. Like I don't have to do anything. <laughs> um but yeah okay so that was that was my little grape a uh, little dumb grape no you, uh, okay. you caught me i forgot that one existed <laughs> it's like it's the i feel like you're gonna have to call me out on like a film list at some point and be like john what are you doing um but okay so the other thing uh and for those of you who don't know i'm the, the film editor for in between drafts uh so i was gonna bring this up too have you been watching the anime the one piece anime lately last couple weeks yes you saw I poked the thing. I mean, there's a lot of things. The Zoro thing. The the Zoro thing is what you're talking about. I was. I'm still like. I. It feels so cool to have adult Momonosuke animated now. Finally. Well, this oh, is the dragon. Feels so good. I know, it's, but it feels so good. While. I know it feels so good though. After oh, to see it in all of its glory. Oh, anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But no, no. Like, okay. So this is something we haven't talked about yet, but um, 
Ushimaru, the uh, who was the daimyo of Ringo. And like the manga kind of vaguely made him look a little bit sort of like Zoro. The anime is all but like confirmed. Like I feel like the anime is, has gone way farther than the manga to be in like, yes, Zoro is like a descendant of not just Ushimaru, but also Ryuma. Mm-hmm. And I, I always felt like the manga was more coy about it. And I think that like, I don't know what happened, but apparently like the anime people didn't get the memo or, or it was just like, yeah, you can, you can just do that. Um, there was an article about this too recently, but, uh, but did you have something you want to say? Uh, no, I was, I, I'm very familiar with this talk because the Zorro stands, uh, all have YouTube channels. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a hot topic of contention. My, especially since we got Sanji, like, um, bloodline stuff, uh, in whole cake it kind of you know and we i guess the best way to put this is we know a lot about the the the, uh, lineages of the straw hats at this point um every single one of them uh like we know jim bay's entire history we know you know yeah frankie was an orphan but we know he's he's ties to gold roger like he's the only straw hat who's actually met gold roger technically um you you know outside of nami we we have a decent look at like the the places that our characters have come from so a lot of people were expecting this to be zoro's moment and the only thing that i can say to that is wano ran for 4 years <laughs> and sometimes you have to make a call and I'm not saying that he cut it completely. What I think is we're probably going to end up back there at some point. Well, yeah, because it's, it's going to factor think, into the story. They have, you know. Yeah, but, I and, think and, it's all but locked in that if we go back to any island that we have visited previously yeah. outside of Sabudi, because it's the only one we've ever done, it will be probably be Wano and that will give us plenty of time to resolve this unless it's resolved in an SBS. <laughs> so so I have two things. I mean, first of all, I before everybody writes into us, yes, we are aware that Oda has said specifically that Ushimaru is not Zoro's dad. Like he said in the SBS, he said like because people were asking him, he said that like, oh yeah, I took stuff out of the manga specifically to avoid this confusing people. I get it. Two things. First of all, Oda's a little baby liar. He loves lying to us. The other thing is that he could still be related to Ushimaru in some way. Um, it could still be like in the same bloodline and all of that. And I think that's more of like what people are alluding to, that there has to be something going on with Zori here. My second thing, Travis, and I I, I don't I, I think that he already went to Ryuma's grave. My my little pet theory about this is that I think that it's going to be a flashback. Um, and I know you never already talked about this, but I think we are going to get to a point where Zoro is going to have to power up again um, in some fight. Uh, maybe an Elbaf, maybe, you know, G14, whatever it is. I think that he's going to maybe even up against Mihawk. And in order to get to the next stage of his development, I think two things like his right eye, um, what's going on there. But then also uh, flashing back to Ryuma's grave and then revealing some piece of lore that ties into what it will really take for him to become the greatest swordsman. It's going to be something about destiny or whatever nonsense. It's not going to be, you know what I mean? Um, that That's kind of where I'm at with it. And I don't even love the idea of characters being related to each other. I love, I always love coming back to like yeah. characters are just like 
bootstrapping themselves, you know, and it's not because like, well, my dad was Ushimaru and like, I, I don't like right. that. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the question that I would ultimately ask at this point is, does it matter? Because like, even with everything we learned about Sanji and Whole Cake Island, the ultimate takeaway that we should have had from that was none of it matters. Jerma doesn't matter. They don't define Sanji as a person. Yes. And then, and then we had to have a whole second, like, in, in internal character dilemma with Sanji about whether or not Jerma means anything to him. Uh, and if that makes him a monster, et cetera. And, and like, like the, the point is, is that Sanji has chosen to be somebody different, you know, Luffy by the same token, like, yes, he's the son of dragon. He's the grandson of Garp. Yeah. You know, yada, yada, yada. I don't need him to be the descendant of joy boy. I don't need, you know, blood. Right. I don't need blood. Uh, I know that's ties. why you don't like the will of D kind of theory that they're like the descendants of the crew and all I, that. Well, you know, I, I like that in, in that it's passed down from the crew, like, like, you know, as a, like inherited as a, will, not yeah, necessarily like an inherited line. will. Yeah, so again, it's one of those things where, like, oh, do you really need Zoro confirmed to be like blood related to anybody no. in Wano, even though you know, even though you know, like, yeah, because he, because we, he inherited the will of Wano. That dojo that shouldn't exist is where he came from. He, he's, he's a son of Wano, even if he's not. You know what Which I mean? Which is way more compelling, and it's the same thing as like. You know, uh, Luffy inherited Roger's will, not Ace, right? Right. And so Oda's already like laying groundwork for that sort of stuff, and I do think that that is interesting. But and and, and also, I'm glad you brought up the, Z- the Sanji thing because then Zoro being the son of a daimyo and all that is like it's kind of doing this, it's retreading the same thing, even mm-hmm. though it is totally different. Like the whole point of like Sanji was like kind of similar to Luffy. It's like trying to be different from his past, even though he's like a prince and all that. And then you know, uh, Nami is like one of the true underdogs. Right, like, or yeah, well, I literally you know, never need to know who Nami's actual parents were. Her mom was Belmare. That's and, good enough. Yes, and if they do, I swear to God. Um, but like, even like somebody like Jinbei, like it, it, you know, him. It's not lineage. It, but he was like kind of like Frankie, like a mentee of like this really great person. And you know, Usopp is like the son of like a deadbeat. You know, who's I? You know, that's kind. That's I guess kind of like a, a lineage thing, but also not because Yasop seems like a true underdog to me too. So yeah, it, it, with. Usopp, I think it's more of because it informs his character. He like his entire bravado comes from that. And it's what draws Luffy to him is that Luffy sees past the bravado and he sees the potential that Usopp could be because he has seen what his father could be. Mm-hmm. And so like the like Luffy consistently sees the absolute best in Usopp and subsequently so does the rest of the crew. So like, and, and because again, I think when it does come time to deal with the red haired pirates, that's when we're going to get some good Usopp stuff. And that's why I'm hoping it's all on Elbath. But, uh, but then know. we're going to get to the point where like, we find out that Brooks, Brooks parents are, you know, from the haunted mansion and we're uh, like, ah, no, that's li- literally <laughs> Jack and Sally. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be kind of funny, but uh, I would hate it. Um, but okay, that that was our little extra topic. Uh, I had to add in there. I apologize. But uh, I guess that'll do it for, for Ricky Pirate Radio here. Um, thanks for talking about the game with me and like 20 other things. Um, again, I am putting the Boruto thing as a topic idea, uh, Travis, because I feel like that could be really interesting. Sure, I'm down. Um, we do have a new One Piece chapter coming out. 
on January 22nd. That's just five days from today. And uh, we'll be talking about it uh, sometime, I think, next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. I am looking forward to it. I, I genuinely, Travis, I'm like checking the Viz website every day. Be like, what if it's a bug? What if it's going to be coming <laughs> instead of Sunday? Like um, today. <laughs> but as, uh, yeah, as, far as, as far as I know, it is definitely coming. So yeah, I mean, it's. Of course, but uh, yeah, you know me. I just can't, uh, can't, I can't resist hoping. You know, I have a, my dream is to to read this this get dang one piece manga. early. <laughs> it's yes. everyone's dream. All uh, right. Well, uh, until then, we'll see you on the next Rookie Pirate Radio. Thanks for listening. Thank you.